Today on The Open Word with Pastor David Landry. Give us ears to hear your truth, and eyes to see the needs around us as we draw close to you. May we thirst for the water that your love brings us. Open our hearts, change us from within by the open word. He received them and he spoke to them again. It's not like he said, hey, hey guys, this is our day off. We're, we're taking a break here. We've we got to get a little rest. No, Jesus received them. He continued to minister to them. He continued to heal them. Word tells us over and over again how Jesus has this powerful compassion on people. Over and over again. No matter what the situation, Jesus' compassion would minister to them. Even the ones that were going to turn their backs on him later. When you read the four Gospels, it quickly becomes apparent that Jesus was a busy guy. He walked long dirt roads and ministered to hundreds, if not thousands of people, wherever he went. Even though Jesus was a man who felt fatigue and tiredness, he made time for others because his heart was filled with compassion for people. In today's message from Luke, Pastor David reminds us that this same Jesus who had time for people when he walked on earth has compassion towards us, his needy children, whenever we need him. Now here's Pastor David with part one of today's message entitled, A Lesson of Trust. been with us for very long, hopefully by now you understand and you know. If you're relatively new here or if you're just visiting here this morning, you need to know. We believe that this is the Word of God. We believe that the Bible, all 66 books, Old Testament, New Testament, joined together, they are the inerrant, infallible, authoritative Word of God without error in what we call the original autographs or in the original manuscript. We believe that from this we, we glean so much for life. Everything that we need in understanding of who God is and even who we are as human beings, we glean from this Word. It's a powerful Word and it does not change with the swing of society or the legislature of man. It remains the same. And sometimes even man will legislate things that are so wrong and so against this. But you and I, as believers, we need to stand by the authority of this word. And if there appears to be some kind of a conflict within the word of God, we, we read one place, it says one thing. We read it another and it says another thing. We say, well, look, it's in conflict. We need to understand that more often than not, it's our understanding of that word, our understanding of the context of what's speaking. And yes, there are in some cases what they call copyist errors, okay, from the original manuscripts as they copied and made copies by hand years and years ago, there are some small little insignificant things, again, things that don't really matter doctrine-wise, but yes, there are a few, and every version has them, every version, 
And if you're a King James purist this morning, I hate to break your bubble, but every version has some of those in it. But none of them are to the point where it's affecting or impacting any of the doctrine, any of the theology that, that we know is so true and so important for us. In the Word of God, God has inspired, or to bring about the Word of God, God inspired holy men of old to write these things. And we know because it is God-inspired, we know that the Scripture, they're able to make us wise, as the Word says, wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Jesus Christ. That all Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine and for reproof and for correction and for instruction in righteousness in order that the man and the woman of God might be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. All Scripture given by inspiration of God. Now, having said that and having laid that as the foundation, I want you to understand you need to know that there are sometimes some things within the Word that, that really jump out at us, things that, man, we look at that and say, wow, that's, that's amazing, that's powerful. But all Scripture is inspired. All Scripture is necessary. Some people uh, look at the red letters and say, well, yo, these are the words of Jesus. Now, that's got to be more powerful than the rest. I purposefully do not have a red letter version because it is all inspired. Are the words of Jesus important? Absolutely. But all Scripture is inspired. Some look at things in the teachings of Jesus like the Beatitudes. Say, Now that's some really important things. The Beatitudes. We really need those because that's where Jesus was pouring into his followers about how they need to live. And absolutely true. Powerful, powerful stuff. But beloved, all Scripture is inspired by God. Those things, whether it be the red letters, the words of Jesus, the teachings of Jesus, you know, the words of some obscure prophet of the Old Testament that goes and speaks to a rebellious northern kingdom, they are just as important and just as powerful for you and I to know. The words that are given to that first century church as they are uh, being birthed and, and organized and pulled together as the words go out to that church on how they ought to live and how they ought to uh, worship, how they ought to be formulated. All of those are important things, but it all comes together as the Word of God. We find these little gems, we find these nuggets of God's truth, and yet all of it together is important for us, all of us together, because all Scripture is given by inspiration of God. Now, As we know, and we've done this several times, that Greek word, all, okay, the Greek word is pas, P-A-S. And translated, that word actually means any, every, the whole, all manner of, everyone, thoroughly, whatsoever, it means all. And I say all that, and I say, yet today, however, we're going to look at a specific place in Scripture a specific miracle of Jesus in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, that of all the miracles that Jesus performed, this is the only miracle that Jesus performed that is written in all four of the Gospels. Now, that's kind of amazing when you think of all that Jesus did, all the miracles that he did. This is the only one that all four have, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. We are in the Gospel of Luke, chapter 9, 
We've been going through Luke. We've been going through, again, all the passages of Luke. We're going to be looking this morning, seeing what the Lord might be speaking to us here Even though we are 2,000 years away from when he said it, even though we are 7,400 miles away from where he said it, even though we are multiple cultures separated from where he said it, this word still has impact for us today. We're going to be looking at the relevance of it today. Luke chapter 9, beginning in verse 10. Now, we know that we've come up to this point as we've gone verse by verse through Luke, and we'll share about that in a moment. But follow along with me, would you please, as I begin reading in verse 10 of Luke chapter 9. And the apostles, when they had returned, told him, speaking of Jesus, they told Jesus all that they had done. And then he took them and went aside privately to a deserted place belonging to the city called Bethsaida. But when the multitudes knew it, they followed him, and he received them, and he spoke to them about the kingdom of God, and he healed those who had need of healing. And when the day began to wear away, and the twelve came and said to him, Send the multitude away, that they may go into the surrounding towns and country, and lodge and get provisions, for we are in a deserted place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. And they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish unless we go and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. Then he said to his disciples, Make them sit down in groups of 50. And they did so, and made them all sit down. And then he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed and broke them, and gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. And so they all ate and were filled and 12 baskets of leftover fragments were taken up by them. Last week we had looked at the fact that the Lord had empowered the disciples, had given them authority to go out into the surrounding areas to be able to preach the kingdom of God, to be able to heal the sick. They had gone, now they had come back, they are again uh, relating to him all that had happened during this time. That's what we see in these earlier verses, telling him all that had taken place. And however long they had been gone, however many days it was, when they came back to Jesus, they had been ministering. I think that they were probably very tired. And Jesus was determined to take them off into a deserted place, a place to kind of get away from the crowds, a place where they could have a little bit of rest and relaxation, away from the press from every side. Remember, last week we shared how Mark had told us in this passage or in this area that, again, people were coming and going and they didn't even have time to eat. So Jesus moves the disciples off away from the area of Capernaum, off into this what appeared to be, what should have been, what had always been, a deserted place. And yet the problem was, is as soon as they found out Jesus was there, the multitudes flocked to it again. No longer deserted, now once again heavily populated as the multitudes came. Why? Because Jesus was there. They would come to hear. They wanted to hear the teachings of that rabbi from Nazareth. They wanted to be touched by the healings of that man from Galilee. They came. And the interesting thing about all that, the word says, and he received them. He received them and he spoke to them again. It's not like he said, hey, hey, guys, this is our day off. We're we're taking a break here. We've got to get a little rest. No, Jesus received them. He continued to minister to them. He continued to heal them. 
where it tells us over and over again how Jesus has this powerful compassion on people. Over and over again, no matter what the situation, Jesus' compassion would minister to them, even the ones that were going to turn their backs on him later. He had compassion on them. He cared for them. He healed them, even though he knew that some of them would never heed the teachings that he gave to them. And yet he continued to pour his life into them. And that's the way he still works today. That loving compassion, that grace of the Savior that continues to reach out, reach out to to touch lives and pour into lives, even lives that continue to reject him, continue to pull away from him, continue to disregard all of his teachings. The multitudes were there. Jesus continues. He's teaching them. He's healing them, those who had need of healing. And verse 12 tells us, and the day was wearing away. The 12 disciples came to him and said, Lord, Let's just send these guys away now. Send send them away. They need to go someplace, find something to eat. They need to go someplace and find a place to sleep. There's this multitude around. Lord, this is truly a deserted place. There's 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 no resources here. There's 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 no In and Out Burger. There's no Burger King. There's no Pizza Hut. There's no Comfort Inn. There's no Cracker Barrel. There, There there's nothing for these people here. Lord, you need to send them away. You need to remember. The disciples were tired. They were probably worn out. They'd probably come to the end of their energy and also the end of their resources. It's time to send the people away. It's time to shut the ministry down for the evening. And you got to admit that the disciples actually, if you think about it, they, they were actually exhibiting concern and logical thinking. Of course, the argument might be made, uh, was their concern for the people or for themselves, but uh, they, 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 they were thinking through the process. They saw what was going on. It's kind of like when people come over to your house to visit, you know, and they're, they're visiting and you're enjoying the time and perhaps you've made two or three pots of coffee and they're, they're still sitting there and enjoying and you pulled out everything from the refrigerator that you have and they're still there and they're enjoying the visit and the night goes on and on and they're still there visiting and they're enjoying the visit. And finally, you have to turn to your spouse and say, well, honey, why don't you and I go to bed so these people can leave? Uh, I'm sure the disciples kind of had that feeling, you know, we need to just stop. We need to stop. They're exhibiting this thoughtful practicality. We just don't have the resources to take care of this many people. Logic and practicality aren't bad things. You understand that. Logic and practicality are not bad things. But what Jesus was wanting is for them to demonstrate and exhibit faith. Faith beyond the practical, faith beyond the logical. Jesus turned to the, you gotta understand, you gotta see this whole picture. Lord, send these guys away. It's too late. And Jesus turns, says, well, you give them something to eat. You give them something. Me give them something to eat. If you're truly concerned about them, why don't you feed them? And again, you've got to understand, for these disciples, I'm sure that they looked at each other and were wondering what in the world Jesus was thinking. They, they said to him in verse 13, they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless we go out and buy food for all these people. For there were about 5,000 men. Now, 5,000, that, that's plenty enough, but Matthew tells us that it was 5,000 men 
not including women and children. So very possibly the whole crowd could have been like 7,000, maybe 8,000 people that were there to, to feed and to care for. And they knew that they did not have the resources for that. Maybe they checked the money bag of Judas and said, how much you got in there, Judas? And, and because they came back and said, even if we had 200 denarii worth of food, Mark tells us that they, 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 kind of looked at the resources and they, they said, even if we had 200 denarii worth of food here, that wouldn't even be enough to give just a little morsel to each one. Maybe that was the limit of their resources. Maybe that's all that they had. And they realized that all that they had would not be enough to take care of the situation that was before them. John in his gospel record He's the one that tells us where they got some of the supplies. John tells us that Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, had had found a little boy, and the little boy had his little lunch with him, and his little lunch was like five barley loaves and two small fishes. And John actually says two small fishes. You know, it's not like he had a couple of big guys. No, he had a couple of small little ones, like they catch over in the Sea of Galilee all the time. More than likely dried fish, uh, these, these bread cakes that were there. Again, not very much, pretty much just a day's meal for this young lad. And yet this young lad brought them to them in order that they might be able to to use them. So, again, the thing that we see, the thing that we've seen all through Luke, the thing that you've probably seen as you've read the Word of God yourself, is that little is much once it's placed in the Master's hands. When it's in my hands, man, it always remains little. But when I give it to the Lord, He can make much out of even that little bit. And so once again, we find here in this situation, Jesus is bringing chaos into order. From all the chaos that's surrounding, now Jesus is going to bring it all into order. He calls for the disciples to take control of the situation. He says, make them sit down in groups of 50. And so they did so, and they made them all sit down. And again, John's gospel report tells us that there was much grass in that place. It was on on a slope, a hilly slope, just there at the shores of Galilee. Just a beautiful opportunity to sit on the grassy hillside, to sit at the feet of Jesus, to enjoy the time together, all of that. Jesus was bringing calmness and order into the midst of all of this chaos. And once again, he's showing that he is in control of every situation of life. Even when we think that we are spinning out of control, gang, we need to stop and rest. I think a word for all of us here is that on a regular basis, we need to find that grassy place and sit at the master's feet and just rest and be nourished by him. Back in Luke, verse 16, he says, And then he, Jesus, he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them, he broke them, and he gave them to the disciples to set before the multitude. Then verse 17 says, So they all ate and were filled, and twelve baskets of leftover fragments were taken up by them. Jesus blessed, he broke, and he gave. It's interesting, the verb tenses on these. The blessed is, it was a past tense. He, he blessed it. The breaking of the bread, that was a one-time thing. He broke the bread. But the verb tense that is written here in the giving, it is in a tense where he gives and gives and gives and gives and gives. How is this happening? I mean, what, what would that have looked like? We don't know for sure. You know, did he put it all in a bag and he just kept pulling it out of the bag? 
Or, or how, how did that happen? We don't know. But we do know that these disciples knew how much resources they had. And somehow, as Jesus prayed, broke the bread, and he gave it out, and 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 gave, that's a whole lot of giving. 8,000 people. Can you imagine the, the, the mindset of the disciples at this point in time? This has got to be blowing them totally away. They've got a basket, they're going out, and they're handing out, and they run out, so they go back to Jesus. He's got more. He goes back and he gives to the next group. They run out, he, he's got more, and they, four, five, six, seven, eight thousand people? That's got to be blowing them totally away. Now, you need to also understand is the multitude doesn't know what's there. Hey, the multitude figures, hey, he's, he's, he's got a, a store full over here. All they care about is, hey, I'm getting something to eat here. That's all the multitude probably really cared about. But for the disciples, something supernatural, something so beyond their comprehension was taking place at this point in time. Here we see that Jesus, he's not limited by the natural. He's not limited by any physical resources he's not limited by but he's just not limited by anything there there is nothing that sets the limit for jesus for the work of god in our lives there are no limitations they all ate they were all filled 12 baskets left over the miracle work of jesus not only met the need but it was more than sufficient you got that more than sufficient. There were 12 baskets left over. And I'm not trying to, to, to minimize anything, but there are some who say, in, in trying to figure this out, to get around the supernatural work, they minimize this thing and says, well, what really happened here was this, this small boy in his selfless act uh, he gave his lunch and then others around him saw the selflessness of that little boy and so they kind of gave their lunch too and then others, they kind of gave their lunch too and just kind of everybody joined in and in essence they had a big potluck dinner there because everybody brought in. But that's not what happened. That's not what happened at all. We understand and see that instead of this little potluck going on, no, this was a supernatural miracle of God that suddenly he comes and just as Mark, Matthew, and Luke, all of them say they all ate and they were filled. Well, what about John? What does John say? I, I love what John says about this. He says they ate as much as they wanted, as much as they wanted. Not some little potluck picnic. No, this is a full-blown buffet, okay? You can go in, you can get as much as you want. Hey, can we have some more of that there? The disciples coming and bringing more. Can we get some more bread over here? They're coming and bringing more. As much as they wanted. All that Jesus is doing. How foolish we sound when we try to limit God or take the supernatural and put it in our physical understandings. Our God is a supernatural God. He works in supernatural ways. He works in miraculous ways. And as important as all of this is, we see in the midst of this, these leftovers. And did you notice the leftovers? There weren't 10 baskets left over. There weren't 15 baskets left over. There were 12 baskets left over. 
can all remember the marketing campaign, WWJD, What Would Jesus Do? While this became somewhat cliché, the concept behind it is crucial. In each and every circumstance, we need to consider not only what Jesus would do, but what He did do when He was here on earth. As Pastor David teaches through the Gospel of Luke, we'll see exactly what Jesus did. We're sure today's message has been a blessing to you. Maybe you'd like to get a copy of today's message. Here's Tracy with all the information you need. Life these days moves fast. From one appointment to the next, most of us race through our days with blinding speed. Those in-between moments are great opportunities to connect with God by hearing from Him. To hear more encouraging words from God's Word through the ministry of Pastor David, go to TheOpenWord.com and click on the Teachings page. Thanks, Tracy. Again, to secure your own copy of today's message, simply log on to TheOpenWord.com and select the Teachings page. You can also give us a call if you'd like. That number to call is 520-836-9676. That's 520-836-9676. Another option to get in touch with us is to send us an email. Our email address is info at theopenword.com. Once again, you've been listening to The Open Word with Pastor David Landry of Calvary Chapel in Casa Grande, Arizona. In the next edition of The Open Word, David will continue teaching through the Word of God. So please make plans to join us again, and may God richly bless you. Small